hello, and welcome back to the Dimitra Gray Show. Yes, it's true, the podcast is back. Um, I am really excited. I've been feeling this coming for um, at least a few weeks, if not a couple months now, and hoping that I would want to return to the podcast. And so much has been changing, and I am excited to say that weekly episodes will be happening again. Um, And there's been just a lot of change. It's taken me uh, a long time over this last year. It's just been massive transition for me, as you may know uh, if you've been following along. And you will notice at some point, or if you wouldn't have noticed on your own, I will tell you now that (laughs) uh, I'm deleting all of my past stuff. Um, Like all the past podcast episodes, mostly uh, a lot of my past writing on my website. Um, I am removing and by the time that you listen to this episode I probably will have removed and it's been a big decision and so today I'm just going to talk about like what's been happening for me and what this sort of shift is and um what you'll be hearing more of from me here which is basically just me sharing my life and uh you might know that um So basically, if you don't know, like, all of the history of me, uh, about five years ago now, I started my coaching business. But before that, I was just – I had some other businesses. Like, I owned a yoga studio, and I had, like, different versions of a coaching business. Like, I uh, did, like, a personal training sort of business. Like, I had had different things that I did. But – always I've been sharing my life online and that's what I love to do the most is write and share and just like make art out of my life and five years ago well I guess six years ago now I did like this uh coaching training and then five years ago I uh started my own business which is a coaching business and it ended up being this sort of shift into like coach and teacher mode and I'm gonna go more in depth into that today but um, to just give you a summary, like I then had this coaching business and over the last five years, uh, I grew this business and then in 20, like end of 2020 into the end of 2022, um, I ended up in a spiritual cult that I didn't know was a cult at the time. And the last year and a bit has been me recovering from this, like, being in a cult. And now uh, I think, like, just kind of recovering from, like, the New Age world and then questioning a lot of things about the coaching world, especially the parts of the coaching world that I had uh, gotten into. And anyway, I'm pretty done with it (laughs) now. And I'm shifting into what I really want to be doing, which is, uh, like... I mentioned last year that I wrote a memoir last uh, winter, and I'm in the process of editing that. It'll be a whole long thing. 
Um, but just going back to like the roots of what I have always that have always been there, like through all of my uh, through all of my business, like I've st- still shared parts about my life and written in this way, but. I've always wanted that to be the, my main focus. And uh, anyway, all of that has kind of led me to now where um, I'll probably still like work with people. Like I, I still love coaching people and I love like the people that come to me for coaching. Like I love working with people in that way, but uh, you've, probably seen this coming for the last year so I'm just like that is not my main focus at all and that's like not really gonna be uh I'll probably still do it in like things I'm in with Jordan but I'm glad I have that skill like I love connecting with people in that way and uh when it comes to like me and my work and like my website and my podcast and stuff I am just going fully into just sharing about my life and Wow, it's pouring here. It's like really pouring, really crazy. We are back. Um, Jordan and I went to South Carolina. So much has happened in the last few months. It's absolutely crazy. <laughs> like Jordan and I went uh, to South Carolina in the beginning of November. No, the end of October. It was like October 22nd and we were supposed to go for two weeks. We were supposed to come back in the beginning of November. And my family is there. I didn't grow up there, but my mom and my sister live there. And uh, and my brother. My brother lives with my mom. And uh, we went to visit and we just, I was like, right before we left, I was like, I want to stay longer. Like, I haven't gotten to really spend this whole chunk of a time with my family in a long time, like many years. And I wanted to just be able to spend like a really long time with them. And so we ended up staying like six weeks total. And that led us into this discussion of like, wow. And I think Jordan and I are going to do another episode together where we go into this more together. So I don't want to talk about it too much myself, but, uh, where, Um, we just, it like suddenly it felt like everything was called into question that we thought was really, really settled, which was wild. Like a few months ago, it felt very certain, like we are living here and we're like only going to the States like a couple times a year for like a little bit of time. Like we're living here. We're going to have a family here soon. Um, It just sort of felt like everything was not static, but like settled. And then all of a sudden, all of it was called into question. And it was just like, what is our focus right now? Like, what are we doing? Do we want to wait to have a family? Do we actually want to like take this next year and travel more and just like work on the house and uh, work like still me? I have a lot of stuff going on with my health and like focus more on that and just like are we actually really ready to have a family or do we actually want to wait? And that was kind of weird because it felt like I felt so certain that I wanted to have a baby. Um, And then all of a sudden it was like, wait, maybe not yet. Like (laughs) maybe not yet. And uh, suddenly we were like, do we want to live where we live? And like, uh, yeah, well, I'll go into more of it with Jordan, but 
uh, it was just interesting to like question so much. And uh, ultimately, I think what we decided is just that we love living here and we want to live here, but uh, we might be spending like part of the year in South Carolina with my family. So uh, I'll go into that more with, with Jordan when we can like talk about our lives together. But there's just been a lot of change. And the last few months has just been like, whoa. Um, I started talking more about like my experience in the cult in August. And that obviously led to a lot of things. <laughs> like a whole big experience with lawyers and all that. And um yeah, I've been really excited to start feeling this like impulse to share more again and like wanting to share more and wanting to write more. And I think that something that happened and I've been really contemplating this. So I feel like at some point <laughs> Probably around the time that I started my business, I felt this pressure to, like, be an expert. Like, because I had done this training, and I, and if you don't know, I mean, like, my initial training was around sex, love, and relationships. It was, like, this intensive uh, program around sexual energy and working with people on their sex lives. And um, to be honest with you, it's just, like... It's not – at the time, I was really passionate about it and, like, wanted to change the world and wanted to, like, change everyone's relationship with sex because it had had such a big impact on me. And that's true. Like, it really did change my life and I'm grateful for it. But uh, that's really not, like, the heart of my passion in life is, like, I don't feel like my core mission is to, like, change people's relationship with sex. Um, But because I, like – I sort of, like – like, that became my career. I think that my sharing online started shifting from, like, here's just, like, me writing and sharing just for the sake of creating beauty out of what I've experienced, which has always been my favorite writing. And I still did it a little bit. Um, like, you might not know, I have two books of poetry that I wrote, and when I, I wrote my first book of poetry uh, in it, – well, it came out in May of 2019. Uh, it's called How to Live When the World is Dying. It's on Amazon. And it says Demetra Nix because that was my old NYX. That was like my old name that I used when I started my business. Um. So I wrote that then, and those poems I had written, like, throughout my early 20s. I didn't write them all right then. Um, and I wrote them, like, when I was going through shit. I never intended to publish a lot of them. Like, I never thought I would share them. It, po writing poetry was always my way of just processing things with myself. And um, it was, like, four or five months into to starting my business when... I remember, I think I was on a plane and I suddenly, I mean, this, <laughs> this feels really cliche, but what happened was I was on the plane and I started feeling like, like if this plane crashed, um, what would I be most sad? Like, would I regret anything? Because I always, I, I think about death a lot and I think about like, 
if I were to die, would I feel content with the way that I've lived? And the answer is yes. Uh, but at the time, it was kind of like, except, like, what would be the thing I regret? It would be that I never, I never put out the thing that was like most dear to my heart, which was my poetry. And I was like, oh, I need to do this because like I will regret it if I don't. And so that became my next project for like two months was I just like collected all these poems. I wrote more poems. Um, and I like created this book and I self-published it and it was like the best. It was just my favorite thing. Um, with my memoir, my ideal is to like have a traditional publishing experience because I just want that. Uh, but for these books of poetry, like to create, like design the cover and design like the way like each page was set up and do that myself, I like got to create a physical piece of art was what it felt like. And um, then when I told everybody about it I like (laughs) mentioned it like one time and then I was like never mind back to this other like coaching stuff and let me like write more helpful articles about sex and uh yeah so it's like it's always been there right and then I, I wrote the second one a year later um but I never let myself focus fully on it because it always felt like um like, I was supposed to be doing the coaching and, like, the coaching was, like, the thing people cared about more and that's the thing that was valuable and uh, that's the thing that people wanted. And I don't know. That's just the way it, it felt in my mind was, like, this is my business and this is what I have to do for the business. And um, I, I started to feel like I should write things more like Jordan calls them listicles where it's like eight things to do to change your sex life or whatever and I did a lot of that and as I like explored certain things myself I would write about them but I always felt like uh, I had to write about them with this sort of teaching tone because I was like positioning myself as this expert in this subject and then it shifted when I joined the cult because suddenly then my purpose became like about the cult and like the uh kind of god goddess that we were like in service to and so then blah I want to even puke like saying those words so it was like this thing uh and then my work became about that and like uh it was still similar, like, emotional, psychological uh, type of work, uh, but I was teaching these things that we were, like, taught in the cult, essentially. A lot of, like, new age spiritual beliefs, they're not even unique to the cult. The cult just, like, took them from elsewhere. So, um, they're, they're all just, like, new age, esoteric kind of teachings, And I taught those. And then there came this time where I was – what I learned to do then was, like, share about my process. Because when I tried to be uh, an expert, the leader of the cult initially, like, kind of smacked me down really hard early on and was like, you don't embody that, so you can't teach it. So 
for a while, then it was like I started just sharing about uh, my own process. But then there became this like distinction where it was no longer writing the way I used to write, like for art and for beauty. It was like almost like farming myself out was how it felt. And it started to feel really draining on me. And I had never felt that way before in sharing about myself online. And it started to feel like I was like a product and everything that I went through, there was a lot of emphasis too in that world of like sharing immediately. Like when you feel something, that's when the energy is there. So then you have to like get it out and post immediately. And it's all this stuff that's like, I honestly think is just a justification for not having the commitment and the discipline to like really uh, work on something. And so I started doing that. I started like every time I had any sort of like emotional process, even like the most insignificant blips in my day, I would turn it into like a thing that I had to share and like a lesson or, uh, and whether I like shared it with the cult or with, uh, people following me and made it like a piece it was like it was like I'm using myself to to support this thing and like prop up these ideas but it's not actually nourishing to me like I'm not it it was such a different thing like I'm no longer making art and creating beauty from this I'm like using myself to to like hold up and show everyone the ideals of this thing that I believe in that I was like fully committed to at the time and if you want to like all my stuff about I don't want to talk about the cult too much because it's really annoying (laughs) but uh it is on my like I wrote a bunch of stuff on my site and I left the the last podcast up more about that so um but because that was like such a big part of my experience uh that was something that I really had to navigate when I left. So when I when I left uh, last two Augusts ago, and then I went into this sort of like, I shut my business down and I shut my coaching business down. And for a while, there were like months where I was like, do I even want to be a coach at all? And in the, this earlier this year, I think it was like in March or something, I was like, I'm going offline. Like I'm going offline completely. I don't want to share my life anymore. I felt like I wanted privacy. And that was a really good examination for me. It was like I got to really ask myself, like, I've shared everything about my life online for so long. Like, to the point where it was like I didn't have secrets that the internet (laughs) didn't know. And uh, not even that, like, when you have some things that are private, they have to be, like, these big secrets. But, like, I didn't have any – like, there weren't really – things that the internet didn't know about me because any time I had any sort of process or experience, I shared it with everyone. And like I said, I had, I was starting to feel just like farmed out. Like it it just felt like I was like, it felt bad. And so that was when I had shared earlier this year of like, I'm going offline and I just like want privacy. And I wanted to know what it felt like Like, I finally understood why I never had understood privacy before. And 
uh, I learned a lot about privacy and like why people want privacy and uh, that there can be a lot of good in privacy. And um, I got to experience like not sharing anything at all. And I was off social media entirely. And not only was I off social media, but I was I stopped sharing my life, which I hadn't done uh, in a really long time. And it was really good for me to to do that and to be like, to just give a lot of my energy to my in-person life and focus a lot on like in-person friendships and my in-person reality and uh, being really fulfilled and satisfied just with like what is here around me independent of the internet. And then there did come a period of time, uh, I don't know when it was, some time after that, where I was like, you know what, I do still want to work with people. Like, like I just missed interacting with people. And so I started doing some one-on-one again. And... Um, Jordan and I have a membership, like, he mostly holds it, called The Circle, but, like, he does, like, weekly weekly coaching calls in there, and I have put courses in there, and I'll, like, occasionally do, like, workshops or come on calls and stuff, and I do one-on-one with people through there, Um, and that was enjoyable for me, Uh, but I still wasn't really sharing things online, And I've just, I feel like I've just been in this place, like, especially the last few months, like, finally in August, I was like, oh my god, I have to share about this cult stuff or it's going to kill me. Like, I just felt like I need to say all this and get it out. And went through that, and that was extremely good for me and just, like, really liberated a lot of energy And it led me into this place of, I think, like, the last month or so, just kind of being like, I do want to share things again. And is this wanting to share kind of coming from a place, like, am I, um, like, if I want to share more now, what about my desire for privacy earlier in the year? Like, am I, uh... Was that was the desire for privacy in that way just kind of and like going off of everything and shutting down, not shutting my business down. I think that was necessary. But like uh, pulling back from the Internet, was that like a trauma response to the cult? Or. um, Or was it. Like. I mean, I think ultimately there were aspects of that that were good to experiment with. And I think there's a lot of pieces of like in wanting to share again, I felt like the main things holding me back were this idea that like I'm supposed to be the expert or I'm supposed to be like coaching or I'm supposed to be and it's like I don't want to do that at all and it's like in reality the things I want to share are just like things about my life and that's what I like to talk about and that's what I want to do and like that's my favorite thing to write is uh this memoir style of writing 
uh, you might have seen the piece that I wrote um, um, a week ago now. Wow, it seems like so much longer than that, even less than a week. Uh, December 3rd was the date of my, like the 12-year date of my brother's accident. Um, and I always, like, I've written a, a thing every year, and it was actually really crazy because... So I wrote this piece on my website that will still be up. Um, And anyway, I was saying that because it's like that's my favorite kind of writing to do is just to like write for the pleasure of writing about life. And um, yeah, this also brings – I know I'm like going a lot of different directions. This also um, reminds me someone like a month or so ago said to me, she was like, oh, like, she was learning about what I do, and I was like, I don't know what I do. I write <laughs> online, and I, like, coach, and who even knows at this point? And she was like, oh, I was like, I think writing is really my, like, consistent thing. And she was like, oh, do you write about your internal experience, or do you write about, like, are you, like, a thought leader, or are you, I don't know, she had, like, three different distinctions, like, are you, like, uh, are you, like, giving information? Are you, like, a thought leader? Or are you just, like, uh, is it more, like, an internal? And it was an interesting question because it's probably obvious to all of you. Like, Jordan was, like, obviously, like, she writes more of, like, an internal experience kind of thing. But it was an interesting question because it made me think – I was like, I think I get caught up sometimes in feeling like I'm supposed to be giving information. I'm supposed to be teaching or I'm supposed to be like, that's the more valuable thing is like, I'm supposed to be a thought leader. I'm supposed like, that's the more valuable thing to be is to give like these unique insights that I can only teach that I like have all the information. And it's like, actually, that's just not me. And I've been... Uh, it's not that I can, like, never uh, go into that, but it's just not actually the core of, like, who I am or what I want to share. And, uh, it was yeah, it was just an interesting question because it made me kind of see this place where I've been stuck in my own thinking of, like, like, why can't I just name that that's what I do and that's enough? That, like, yeah, I write about my internal world. <laughs> I, like, share about my my life and like what I've been through and what what's happened and um why isn't that enough for me and it's like I think it's because I imagine that it's not enough for others which is wild because like what I value most is that like I'm not I mean I like to take in information obviously like I like to learn things but I like to learn things a lot but my favorite thing to read are like people's stories of their lives that's my favorite thing to hear and people's like just writing for the sake of writing that's just really beautiful and writing that makes you feel things and um I don't know now I've compl- I don't know where I I remember that popped into my head because <laughs> I was talking about uh I was talking about my
Okay, I went back and and listened to myself so that I could find what I was going to say because I've learned to do that now because I lose my train of thought so easily and then I don't know how to get back to it. So what I was going to say when I was talking about the piece that I wrote on December 3rd is that um, I what was interesting is like I – I wrote that piece and then after I wrote it, I was like, you know, I've written one of these every year and it would be interesting for me to put them all together to be able to like look at each year how I've written about it and how it's shifted. And what was really fascinating that I did not expect was that um you could actually see when these sort of spiritual new agey beliefs entered the picture. And it's just so interesting because if you think of it, like I kind of have started to think of it as like this mind virus. And I think any sort of like set of beliefs is that way and any like cult-like thing. Uh, I really liked the book cultish if you haven't read it because it's not it's not really about cults like it's more about how everything in our society is cult-like like there's so many uh parts of our world just even like in marketing or any, even like the most innocuous things it's just like um innocuous does that mean what i think it means what does innocuous mean innocuous innocuous meaning not harmful. Innocent. Yeah. Well, so, <laughs> um, even though they're not like intending to, to cause harm, uh, and even things that don't really cause harm, they're still like cult-like. And she talks about how so much, like the core of what of how cults operate and how cult-like things operate is because they share this language. And she does this really great job at breaking down, like, how language gets used in order to to create this, um, this sense of belonging, but also this sort of, like, it traps you into it in this way. Um, and you can... Like, even though I was in the New Age world, like, essentially right after my brother's accident happened, I had done yoga before that. And then after his accident happened, I, like, fully went all into yoga. And it really, it saved my life at the time, you know. Like, I have uh, talked about that a bunch before. There were good things that it did for me. But that was when I sort of started to get indoctrinated with these beliefs of, like, uh, everything is just a mirror and uh, all my things are... Um, like everything is a projection and everything is one and everything is me and um, started to like not have any quote unquote bad feelings and um, everything like you know all this stuff got woven in but it didn't come through in my writing very strongly like I kept this sort of memoir style of sharing and I was able to share in this way that is really like honest is the best way I can put it like um 
just feels beautiful and um it's like just my heart pouring out and it's just so interesting because it's like january i think it was like the fall of 2017 i wrote something about my brother's accident it must have been for december and uh then in 2018 i did this like deep uh coaching training which was about sex and relationships but it was also very like tantric neo tantra kind of teachings and uh i feel like you know i want to name that like uh although i'm getting tired of saying this all the time like i feel like uh of course like it did good things for me there were good things that came from it a lot of things about these beliefs like were useful at the time in certain ways. And um, a lot of things weren't. And it's taken me a long time to like start to see the damage of those beliefs and ways of thinking. And a lot of it feels like so much of my brain has now been wired in this way to think about things in this way. I think especially because I was like so in this in my 20s that it's a lot to to unwind. And then it, it got more it got deeper, like, because uh, that was also around the same time that I found the, I, mean, I don't even like the word teachings anymore, but the, you know, these beliefs uh, that originated back, that were from, essentially from, like, the origins of the same cult I ended up in, but I didn't know that they were coming from the same place. And so, like, that was around the time I think it, it would have been probably 20, like end of 2017 when I discovered uh, those beliefs and like started learning these new ways of thinking where it was like uh, getting off on everything and everything just being you and uh, whatever. Like I forget half of them now, which is wonderful. It's like the best <laughs> the best part of my like recovery from this whole experience to like actually forget the names of certain things or to feel like they were just like some distant dream uh but I like started thinking in these ways and my I really took it on and you can see it come through in my writing and by the end of 2018 the way that I was writing about it my brother's accident and what had happened was so different it was like suddenly I was going from, like, sharing my heart and my feelings to I am celebrating. Like, I'm celebrating that this happened and I got through it so beautifully. And, uh, yeah, like, when I read it now, I'm just like, I know that it felt important for me at the time to sort of, like, have some level of, like... I guess, control almost over it. Like, I'm just celebrating myself. Like, it was, like, taking something back from the fact that that had happened. Like, that's not my whole life, whatever. But it's just a little sad to me when I read it because I'm like, oh, it's, like, already starting then. And then as the years go on, uh, and it's, like, the end of 2019, uh, I wrote one that's, like, I wasn't in the cult yet, so it's still, like, uh, 
there's still some of that like sharing in there but then uh i don't know it's just like you could still see that these beliefs were already taking hold of me and they were like my writing changed and then um in the last in the two years i was in the cult those my reflections on that time are essentially ruined because when I read them, it's, like, full of cult language, and it's just, like, I don't know, talking about, like, victim and rescuing and, like, all this stuff that's just, like, when I read it now, I'm, like, that's not even me talking. It's, like, the cult mind virus talking, and it, like, took me over and, like, is speaking, and it's, like, gross. Like, it feels gross to me to read, and, um... Yeah, I just think it's interesting. And uh, then last year, like, you can see, uh, I could see last December, like, when I read my post from last year, it's, like, kind of a mix. It's, like, away from the those beliefs, but also not quite, like, my voice isn't really back. And now this year when I wrote, I was like, oh, my God, okay. <laughs> Like, it's me again. Like, it just is like, okay, here I am. Like, I can. And when I was writing my memoir last year, uh, that started coming through. Like, I started writing more again and um, in, like, my way. And now I've started to edit and it's like um, – I can even feel the difference in, like, the way I wrote uh, last winter to the way that I can, like, rewrite now. And I'm just happy to feel that coming back. Like, it just feels – that was such a – that was actually such a big part of, like, the questioning that I had in deciding to leave the cult when, uh, cause I was already getting, anyway, I won't, I'm not going to go, but like, uh, that was part of the thing that like, that like itched, scratched at me. Um, like, while I was in there, it was like, what happened to my writing? Like, I started to just, kind of wonder like what happened to that because it's not here anymore and I don't think it's just like my fault like what's going on um so to feel that come back that's just like my heart just feels uh feels really nice and so I'm tired of being an expert I'm tired of like being like, oh, I know the way and I have all the answers to the things. And I think like, I don't know. I think like when I look at Jordan, I see him a lot more as that being like his natural state. Like I think he is here to um, to like work with people and to teach. Like he's just, that's just such a part of him. And I don't think it's part of me in the same way. Like, it's just not, I don't want to, like, (laughs) it's just not me. And so what I want to do actually is just like share me and share my life. And I think that's also like the thing that I've come back to is, um, 
not come back to, like come to, is uh, that there are, like I like sharing my life. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I just, it just like feels like me. I've always done it. I like to do it. Um, and I'm gonna continue to do it. And I, I think now the distinction that I feel for me is like, uh, there are some things, like, I think that I was messier when I was younger and I processed a lot of my trauma in public. Um, but I feel older now. I feel like there's been a huge shift for me in turning 31, uh, there was just, and it was interesting because I actually felt it. Like as my birthday got closer, I was like, whoa, something is happening. I think I expected this to happen when I turned 30 and it did not. And as I got closer to being 31, I don't know if it just, the, the dates happened to coincide, but there's, all, I've also been working a lot with like my anger and my emotions and my like what I actually feel rather than what I think I should feel or um I've been taught like so much of these new age beliefs are very self-questioning they're like well if you feel that way why do you feel that way and are you projecting and it must be because of this and you and all this stuff and it's just like (laughs) no and it's it's challenging because as a child I already had that sort of like making myself wrong belief, like this, like there's something wrong with me. And then when I I found this new age world, like when I was like late teens. And so as like a 20 year old, I was already indoctrinated into this like these new spiritual ways of uh like believing things and I did that to myself for all of my 20s it was just like and those are years where our brains are still developing and it was like I did so much like it was so wild because it it was like I was I was told that I was learning to feel and express my emotions better and in certain ways I was like it wasn't all a lie or all bad um you know, like I have talked about before, I had really bad anxiety after my brother's accident. And then uh, after doing a lot of like breath work and training and stuff, like that helped a lot. Like it went away. Um, but then it came back. Like after all the cult stuff happened, I went through a lot. Like my body was a wreck. My nervous system was a wreck. And it was like, what? I thought I healed this, but I actually didn't. And then it was like, learning how actually I thought I had been healing more and more, but actually I had just been learning to, like, it's just so crazy to be taught that you're healing your emotions and you're doing all this work to, like, feel more and express more and, like, be better in some way, but then you're actually just learning to disassociate and, like, be more, uh, like, separated from yourself. And I had no idea. And, uh, Now it feels like for the first time in like all of my 20s in a way, I had bits of it. Like I was more fiery in my like mid 20s where like I would, I was more provocative and I would like say stuff and, but then it just came back like in, uh, 
but yeah, I just feel like now I made a post that was like my mantra, forgive the word, I don't know what else to call it, my, uh, my new word to say all the time throughout <laughs> my new phrase for 2024 is just like, I am not the problem. Everybody else is the problem. It's not me. Because my main, and like maybe that is not the thing for you if your main uh, thought pattern in your head all the time is like everyone else is the problem, it's not me. But mine is the opposite. And so for so long, I feel like I've just had this natural way of viewing things that is like, like something is like, what's wrong with me? Like whenever someone else did something wrong, it's like, why am I seeing it that way? <laughs> or like, why am I, every time I have a feeling, like, why am I feeling that? And like, why, and you can do all these sort of twisty mind games to really make yourself believe anything that you want. And <clears throat> I am just, I got to the point where it's just like, oh my God, I'm like sick of it. I'm done with it. I don't need to do it anymore. <laughs> I've done it for so long it's so, like, ingrained in my mind and I want it to go away. This, like, self-questioning of just, like, like, how am I the problem here? And so instead, I'm, like, swinging the complete other way into just, like, and, like, the way that I talk to myself is, like, instead of, like, you know, someone doing something annoying and me being, like, oh, well, I should be more understanding or why can't I just be, like, not get bothered or why like why am I being triggered or whatever it's just like no they're just doing something annoying and it's annoying and that is the end and that's just like that's it that's okay they're annoying and it doesn't mean like I won't be right about that all the time and it doesn't matter if I'm right because I think I'm right and I'm right to myself and like that's also the most important piece right is like I have been dealing with a lot of autoimmune stuff and that I'll go into more on another episode. Um, but the core of autoimmune, I mean, there's so many different pieces. There's so many, like, uh, you know, like, science pieces. There's genetic pieces. There's environmental pieces. The, like, there's nutrition pieces. There's lots of pieces. But energetically, like, this sort of, uh, like, emotionally, what is autoimmune? But, like, you don't know, like, your immune system doesn't know what's you and what's not you and it like attacks you right and it's just it's like that's what I've been doing to myself my whole life and that's what I've been doing to myself throughout my 20s is just like this way of thinking that's like how is it me how am I the problem how is like how am I wrong here and that was why it took me so long to like realize what happened to me in the cult and to realize um and I think that's actually, like, why I had so many of these symptoms start right when I left the cult was because of this, like, profound disconnection from myself that I had had while I was in there. And then when I left, it was so immense. It was just, like, for so many months after I left, I, like, clung on to this belief that, like, I, it's still my fault. Like, I should have known better. I should have, like, 
I attracted this somehow. I wanted this to happen. I didn't listen to myself. I like blamed it on myself over and over. And I didn't like take a moment to just be like, those people are fucked. (laughs) Like I was never like, that's a fucking cult. That's a problem. I was like, oh, how can, I must be wrong. I must be wrong. I must have done something wrong. I must have like, I must, it must be me. And even I think in August when I started posting and I started like talking about it more, I had gotten away from like, I I was realizing like, oh, I didn't do anything wrong and like realizing what happened. Like, oh, I was in a cult and like, wow, this is a fucking big deal. And narcissists are real and they're a big fucking deal. But I didn't get to this place of like, uh, yeah, I just feel like right as I was about to turn 31, suddenly I was like, here are all my feelings (laughs) and I have them and I'm pissed. And like, I'm allowed to just be pissed. And when there are people that I don't like, I'm allowed to just not like them. And when people do things that are annoying, they're allowed, like, I'm allowed to just find them annoying. And I feel like you must just get this more and more as you get older. I'm just like, I don't care. Like, I do not want to work on more things about myself. I think that I'm great. I think that like, like I, my life is great. I'm really happy. Like, I think maybe if like I weren't in a good marriage or something, then I'd be like, oh, I should like work on myself more so that like my marriage, like, I should work on my marriage more. And obviously like there are, I think my main focus right now is my body and it's like, how can I work with my body? But I'm not, there's no attitude of like, oh, I have to fix these things about myself. It's just like, uh, again, there's no, like, there's something wrong with me. I'm doing something wrong. It's just like, this just is what is. And I'm like, you know, learning more about it. Um, but it's just like, here are my feelings. They're allowed to be my feelings. And wow, like, it feels like such a simple thing. And it's like, why? It's taken me, I'm not sure what happened. Uh, perhaps it was, I've been working with this amazing man, older man, very German, white hair, blue eyes, just like he's very wise and he uh, is doing homeopathy with me. And uh, I find the entire concept of homeopathy very interesting. And uh, anyway, I've been doing that in addition to all these other things, but I think that Uh, that must be part of it because it feels like this subtle sort of like emotional, like it just felt suddenly like, oh, I don't care anymore. Like I'm tired of trying to please everyone and like trying to like look at where I'm the issue and really examine like all these things about me. I am fine with me. (laughs) And I think like, I don't know. Like, it's useful sometimes, right? I'll never not have it. Like, I'll never not, like, oh, if Jordan and I have a fight, like, I'm never not gonna be, like, sorry for, like, if, like, if I had a real part in it, I'm not gonna be, like, no, I didn't have any part in it. I'm, like, I'll still be, like, sorry for that. Like, that was my part in it. But, um, there's just like this way in general in the world where I'm just like, there are some people I just don't like and I just don't want to like them. 
And there are some people that I think certain things about and I don't care. Like, that doesn't mean anything about me. And I have these judgments and that doesn't mean anything about me either. And, uh, yeah, just, like, I think there's so much over-meaning given. And, like, I've something interesting I've heard people talk to me about uh, when they left the sort of, like, cult world is um, <clears throat> how they felt, like, when they were in there, like, when they were when they were listening to all these sort of beliefs and they had all these sort of beliefs, they ended up sort of, like, m- not making stuff up, but, like, like, using every little thing. Like, I was talking about feeling, like, farmed out. Like, using every little thing to then, like, to learn a lesson from or to, like, to make it, like, fit in with these beliefs. And it's, like, actually – that doesn't have to be the case at all because all the beliefs are bullshit in some way. So, like, you don't have to use them. And, um, yeah, it's just, like, no, I don't want to do it anymore. So, I've really reached this point of just, like, um, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Like, I just feel like I've questioned myself for so long in every area. And then especially... In those two years, it was like this ins- – and then uh, the piece that I read in August, or maybe – I think it was August, that was so impactful was this guy talking about cults and he was talking about how when people get out of cults, they often end up – um, they do a lot of like shaming of themselves and a lot of this self-questioning. And he was like, what people don't realize is that when they continue this self I don't know if he calls it self-questioning or if he calls it something else, but he's like, when people continue this way of thinking, they don't realize that they're actually just continuing the work of destroying themselves that the cult was trying to do. And they're like making like the cult succeed because they like keep it going. And I was like, oh, like when I read it, I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what I've been doing. Like I've been still in this place of like, well, how is it me? And like, how are, like just looking at myself, like where am I being a victim? And where am I, whatever all these stupid beliefs were. And uh, (laughs) I just, I got to this point um, where I just feel like I don't care. I want, like, I just have my feelings and I don't think about why they're, like, right or wrong or um, how they should be, like, better or how I have to stop doing this pattern that I'm doing. Like, it's just, like, yeah, I think I said in one of my stories at some point that I think a good way to distinguish is, like, like, is something a pattern, right? Like, if something shows up again and again and again and, like, like say you uh, can't, like, you can't have a romantic relationship because, like, every man you meet you think is just, like, you can't trust them and they're terrible and whatever. Then that, it's, like, something to look at, right? It's, like, it's something to be, like, maybe there's some work to do on myself here because, like, obviously it is not true, hopefully, you know, that all men are just terrible and untrustworthy. And so, like, maybe if I uh, kind of examine, like, how I'm showing up and my beliefs and uh, how I, like, uh, myself, like, obviously I 
think it is clear that there's like benefits of doing work on yourself in different ways. And it doesn't all have to be new age. First of all, a lot of this stuff is just psychology. Um, but also like, I think, um, if something is not a pattern, like if it's not showing up again and again and again, like I don't need to question why I have a bad interaction with a person because I don't have been bad interactions with people all the time, you know? Uh, so like maybe if that were happening like over and over again, then I'd be like, huh, I wonder if I should like look more at that. I don't know. I feel like I'm done looking at things forever. I just feel like <laughs> really done with it and uh, perhaps I will find a middle gr- I mean, I know that there will always be a middle ground there because I know that I'm not the type of person to just be like, fuck everybody. I'm not ever taking any responsibility for myself. Like, that's just not me. Um, so that's why it feels good for me to just be like telling myself like, when I have a feeling about something, like, when I'm mad about something that there is in the world, or, like, I've been really mad at my, I'm in this maximalist group. Oh, my God, I'm going to tell you now. I'm in this maximalist group on Facebook. It's a maximalist decor group, and I don't know why I'm still in it. I'm surprised they haven't kicked me out yet. I don't even want to be in it anymore, but I'm in it because I don't know why, because, because all this drama keeps happening, and, um, I, so I'm in this group and, uh, it's a, it's a decor group and I, Facebook suggested it to me because there's like over a million people in this group and it suggested it to me because it knows that I like maximalist decor because my house is rainbow and fun. And I liked this group. And then this whole thing happened the other day. Oh my gosh. I didn't know I was going to tell this story. And this whole thing happened. Uh, the other day, weeks ago now, where somebody put up this photo of their bedroom and they had put this cloud hanging from the ceiling and then they had these little candles hanging off the cloud, make made up can not real candles, fake candles. And uh, they posted this photo and then at the top of the f- post in all capital letters, it just said trigger warning. And then it was like, so it was like trigger warning. And then the post was like, I made this like uh, bedroom for my kid. And like, this is how I did it and blah, blah, blah. No mention of what that. So I went to the comments, of course, because I always go to the comments. And I'm like, why is there a trigger warning? And they didn't even say why there was a trigger warning. So in reading through the comments, I learned that there is a... Uh, there's a apparently there's a group rule that any thing any type of decor that even remotely at all has to do with harry potter which apparently this thing did because it is a scene from something in harry potter nobody would have known that unless you were like love harry potter i have read harry potter and seen i think all of the movies and i don't remember that but people did And they have a rule in the group that if anything has to do with Harry Potter, you have to put a trigger warning at the top to warn everybody because some people become very offended and hurt and harmed by anything to do with Harry Potter because J.K. Rowling is transphobic and problematic. 
And I was like, what an absurd rule. I've never heard anything like this in my whole life. This is insane. Like, what do you mean? Nobody. And then I was like, how does this, like, this is the most absurd rule I have ever heard because how does this even extend? Like, if you actually critically think about this, which I don't think people do because most people are dumb. See, this is where I get to just now I get to just say things because it doesn't matter. Like in the past, I would have been like, do you try this? That, that's not very compassionate or you must be you're being judgmental or that is your ego or that is whatever. It doesn't matter. Now I just get to say what I think. And so most people are stupid and they can't critically think or zoom out and be like, let me see the bigger picture of this issue. And so they like, if you just zoom out for a second, then you could be like, okay, this is really dumb because let me think of any other person who has ever created any sort of thing related to any sort of decor that could have ever done something problematic and then do we all have to have trigger warnings about all of those things like where's the line of just like and those people are just like oh well it's just it's just this one thing because people have mentioned it and it's like that doesn't make sense because you have to when you start restricting people and you start placing rules on people then at some point there comes this like line of like like you have to there has to be parameters for why like it has to make sense and it doesn't make sense because so what I did was I was like let me think of an author that can't possibly be problematic and so what I did was I Googled, I thought of Alice in Wonderland and I thought of Lewis Carroll and I Googled Lewis Carroll problematic. Well, turns out lots of people think that Lewis Carroll is a pedophile and so that he is very problematic. So I was like, what if somebody wants to decorate something in Alice in Wonderland terms, but some people think that he's a pedophile? Does that mean that we should all put trigger warnings on anything to do with Alice in Wonderland. And the admin of the group got really annoyed at me. And she was basically like, yes, I think that we should. Like, basically, if there's anything related to anything harmful, then we should, uh, like, if people tell us about it, then we'll make a rule about it. And I was like, this is insane. Because what people don't understand is, like, how far does that go? Like, after my brother's accident, I used to be really, really triggered by the mention of any car accident. Like, I remember sitting in university and being, like, uh, some teacher, like, mentioning a car crash or, or telling a story. And I went into, like, a full trauma response. And my body just like froze and I couldn't think about anything else. And I was just like panicked. And uh, I like at the time I was like, oh, my God, I need to tell them. I didn't end up telling them, but I had the thought of like, oh, my God, like they should know better than to mention things like this because like it could really trigger people like it just triggered me and it's like no that's not the kind of world I want to live in do you want to live in a world like that where every time somebody is triggered or hurt or bothered by anything we like all stop saying it and doing it and like being very sensitive to all of it like there's no limit to that you might think that your personal beliefs are that but like like, you might think yours are, like, the best ones, but then what happens when someone doesn't like things that you said? So I 
made this very reasonable comment and this woman was mad and then she deleted it but she did not delete me and then she told people on a different post that she deleted all the people that had a problem with it but she did not because I was still there and then uh like a week ago (laughs) this is still going on now I haven't checked my Facebook maybe they removed me now because I don't think I had a new notification um then so it meant I think like weeks went by then uh they posted the the admin made a post being like facebook has restricted our group now because of like the bots like catching comments from basically like members aren't behaving and um so because members aren't behaving, like, our group has been restricted because people are, like, breaking the rules of Facebook. And basically that happens because the bots are, like, really overreactive. And so if you say something like, oh, I'd kill for that decor. Isn't this so funny that it's happening in a decor group? So if you say, like, oh, I'd kill to have that decor, Facebook flags the word kill. And it's like, no, you can't say that. And it, like, gives you a penalty. Well, I was like, this is hilarious because this woman fails to see that these are actually the same thing. Like, like when you have, like you're someone who's like in favor of censorship. Well, that's why you have things like bots flagging all these words because social media is very, uh, ten, most of it tends to be like super hardcore left-leaning and very in favor of this kind of censorship. And um wow the wind is crazy i don't know if you could hear it but it's crazy loud um in favor of censorship so like these kind of people who are like oh this is problematic and i need to complain about this thing uh actually end up like creating this like they don't like it when it happens to them and they don't see that like like she is doing the same thing that these bots are doing. And she's like, oh, we just need, like, more rules. And she's not like, oh, this is a problem. She's like, oh, people aren't behaving and abiding by the rules. And it's like, well, now the rules are stupid because now Facebook has all these rules that, like, they flag all these different words that aren't even words. But that's because we are, like, you're create, you're helping to create this kind of censorship, like this world of censorship, censorship where people say things you don't like or people get hurt by or people don't like it and then suddenly you can't say it anymore. And that is not a world we want to live Like, there are – do you know I was reading about China's social credit system the other day and how, like, basically, if you don't comply by all the rules of the society, you, like, get knocked down and then you can't, like, do things like rent an apartment or whatever. I don't know. I don't remember all the details. But it was, like, reading about this sort of society where it's, like, you have to listen to other people's rules, And that can get to such a, like, I don't know, people don't seem to understand that, like, and I remember because I used to be like that, like, when I was younger, like, super more liberal, like, more like, uh, oh, everyone's, like, I always called out people for being problematic and transphobic and all the stuff, racist. 
big social justice warrior back in my day. And it's not that there aren't like issues, but they people we have to be allowed to talk and discuss and talk about things and discuss them. And to like I used to be like and the reason I used to say that is because I used to be like uh, it shouldn't be a problem for anyone else. But I failed to see the larger repercussions of like what happens in a society when suddenly people are telling each other like what they can and can't say. Anyway, I don't even know why I started talking about this. But the, the, in this group, so anyway, I was like in these comments again, maybe that's why I was talking about it because I was commenting with, uh, I commented again and I was like, you don't understand how you are like part of, like, this is what happens when you create these stupid rules. And then the woman, uh, commented back to me and then when I had a really good reply and lots of people started liking it she deleted my whole comment so then I commented again and I was like now you're deleting my comment anyway because I feel so I feel like uh I think because I was talking about feelings and how I'm just like having my feelings uh it's been really freeing for me actually like I don't know for a while I mean I still don't think it's a good idea to like spend a lot of energy in social media like comment fighting uh but I do I like care about this topic a lot and uh I was like I'm gonna keep saying things till they kick me out so perhaps they've kicked me I should go look I'll see if they've kicked me out yet um but I feel like I don't know I don't know if she's kicked me out yet um but oh yeah no am I still in I think I'm still in let me see. Oh, yeah, I'm still in the group. They have not yet kicked me out. I'm probably going to leave at some point because I just find it annoying. Um, but anyway, I was just like, I'm going to say what I want to say and I'm going to say the things I feel. Uh, and I found it actually like really energizing. Like this morning, uh, I woke up and I was annoyed with Jordan about something. It's been, like, actually really healthy for our relationship, too, I think. Because we're very good at conflict, like, repairing. Like, we just, like, uh, I really feel like we do a really great job of, like, being on the same team. And, like, uh, just, like, when we have conflict, we just work on the same team together about it. Uh, but I've been, like, letting myself get annoyed. Like, we, like you know, we, like... Uh, I was, like, annoyed at him for something this morning. Um, but not, like, I just, like, told him that I was annoyed and, like, let myself, like, with this kind of energy. <laughs> not, like, we don't, like, scream fuck you at each other or anything. It's not, like, I don't, I, we do not do that kind of directing uh, attack on each other ever. Um, but... I, I was, like, with this tone, like, no, this is how I feel about this thing, and it is annoying, and whatever. And then we, like, very quickly uh, were on the same page and, like, cuddled. But <clears throat> uh, it was nice to, like, feel – it's, like, nice to just feel it and be, like, this is how I feel. And then, uh, like, both kind of, like, have that and then uh, just, like – that was, like, an energizing part of my morning is what I'm trying to say because it was, like – uh, it was like unexpectedly kind of right at the beginning of the day. And then I was like, oh, it felt good to like let myself be irritated. And then um, I 
so on my phone, I was like, after I ate breakfast, I saw this girl had commented back to my, and I was ignoring most of the comments back to me after that. And then this woman had commented this annoying thing. So I was like, I'm going to respond to her. And I did. And um, anyway, I don't remember why I started saying all that, but I'm glad I got to tell that story because it has been very annoying to me. Um, But I don't know, maybe I was saying because I, like, it's not about that I think that I'm, like, the right one and I'm the only one who's correct and that I'm, like, right all the time. What I'm more focusing on is just, like, I'm allowed to just feel how I feel. And I don't always have to be, like, why do I feel that? Should I be feeling that? Is it okay that I feel that? And then on a different note, um, as it relates to like my business and my podcast and just like uh, the, the creations that I put out into the world, I think this kind of self-questioning can really harm that kind of creativity. And, um, I know that it did for me this, like, all the time, I, like, I just, I honestly feel, and this is why I wanted to delete all my stuff, so let me full circle this, wrap it up, um, like, that was why I wanted to, I wanted to delete all the stuff, because it's just, like, I've had the impulse to do this so many times, and I've felt this sort of, like, oh, well, like, people still find it. Like, people find my stuff on Google or they, like, find me and they go back and they, like, write to me and they tell me that it was helpful and, like, people get value from this still, so I should leave it up. But to be honest with you, like, everything I wrote when I was in the cult is just shit, pretty much. Not every single piece, but, like, most of it. It just is contaminated and it is painful to look at. And then even before that, a lot of the stuff that I was writing when I was like, like when I started learning things about polarity and then I started writing about submission and like all this stuff that's just like, I'm just like, this is just all, it's all annoying. I just want it to all like, and then another reason I didn't want to, like I've, I have had the impulse to delete things, but I have not is because people have accused me of like, like, when I wiped my Instagram, someone was like, oh, are you, like, I don't know if she thought she was, like, finding me out, but she was like, are you, like, trying to hide all the past versions of yourself? You're, like, ashamed of them, and so uh, you're, like, trying to reinvent yourself, but I know who you were. <laughs> and it was like... I don't know. So then I felt like, well, now I have, I should just leave things up to show people that I'm not ashamed of who I was. And I was like, first of all, all my stuff was still up on my website. I just wanted to wipe my Instagram so that I had like a fresh beginning. And I wanted to look at my Instagram and only see things that I liked and could like stand behind. But I felt like the, I think I felt like, oh, well, I wrote all these things. So like, I should keep them up and they like could help. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like at this point, I'm just doing it for other people and I don't want to. Uh, I am going to take like pretty much all of it down. And I just, it's not because I'm ashamed of it or because I don't want you to see it. Like you can find it if you know the URL of anything. And the URLs are mostly just the article titles. Um, 
but you don't even need the URL, I don't think. I think you there are so many websites online that are like archive.org and you can go to any past version of my website that you would like. And you can like click around, I believe, and look at the thing. So things are there. I Anything that we put on the internet is somewhere forever. So I'm not afraid of anything that I've ever shared. Um, I just don't want, like, I just, I feel like... I just feel like I'm ready for this fresh start. I'm not embarrassed of the past things that I have done. I'm not hiding them away. I just want to have a new beginning for me. So uh, I'm deleting all the things. I don't actually think a lot of them are useful. I know people like say that they get value, but a lot of things that they share are not really things I want to like uh, spread anymore. And um, I'd rather just share, like, my writing and not, like, not as much, like, teaching things, but just, like, sharing what I want to share and how I feel and um, what's happening. So if you want to come along for that, then I'm really happy that you're here. And if I don't know why somehow you would have gotten to the end of this if you did not want to come along for that, uh, but... If you don't, then that is okay, too. Um, so, yeah, that's what will be happening. I'm going to do weekly episodes. Some will be just me. Some will be with other people. It's just going to be, like, casual chats, sharing about life, uh, talking about what's happening and what I think about things and what's going on. And I have a lot to share Um, and yeah, I feel like I've really found this place for me. Maybe this is a piece I did not quite wrap up all the way yet is like, I feel like there is a place for me that I've really learned this year that I'm happy to have learned that is like where privacy does actually matter and where it doesn't. And like, there's still some things now that... I keep private that are just for me. Um, And mostly those things like with other people and like just stuff that, uh, you know, I'm not going to like document my family trauma on my podcast. I used to do that. But like, honestly, and I don't even need to now. Like my family relationships are in the most wonderful place. And um, yeah, there's just stuff that like, is not mine to share and that I don't want to share. And so I feel happy to like have felt what it was like and like to put some attention on my real life and like in-person life and to have that feel really fulfilling and good to me. And um, wow, yeah, I really have a lot to share, but I will save it for the future. Uh, But yeah, I just, I... I am happy to feel in a place again where, like, I – there are some things that are just for me, but I find that, like, most things I actually do want to share and talk about, and, like, that's just a part of who I am, and that feels really good. So as we get closer to Christmas and the new year, I'm just, like, happy to – happy to be in this place and happy to share all this with you and happy to, like, be putting more episodes out and just sort of revamping everything and – um 
yeah, there's going to be a lot of a lot of new, a lot of change. So hopefully you'll still be here. And um, yeah, weekly episodes will be starting now and I will talk to you soon. Bye.